This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Golf win their second of the season. Anthony Volpe, another big hit, a two-run home run. Yanks had a 2 nothing lead, gave it up, got it back, and they uh, get a win. And, and right now, with the way that they are put together, like all the like, you're just trying to cash as many wins as you can while you try to get healthy. And LeMahieu comes through with a big base hit there. Um, so you know, a lot has been made about the fact the Yankees have have won pretty much every series. They split with the Twins, but won all these series. You got you can't have any long losing streaks if you're going to keep winning series. So today was an essential win to get. Cole was not as I mean, he was dominant. He was uh, what was it? Four hits, two walks, four Ks, five and two thirds but uh, has not looked like what he has maybe other times this year because he has been so fantastic. But it's funny. It's almost like Cole somehow has become underrated, which is crazy to think considering that like every year that he has been a Yankee, he has finished, what, top 10 in Cy Young? And yet somehow still has kind of flown a, like it's all for what he has not done. And maybe this is just the residue of finally having a good postseason like he did last year. But the first year with the Yankees, he finished fourth in Cy Young. The second year, which um, that was 2021. The first year was the uh, the shortened season. Second year, he finished second in Cy Young. And it was like he had like this terrible season. And then last year with all the home runs, he still finished ninth in Cy Young. So this has been his best season so far. He's a guy that's come close. He should have won that Cy Young that last year in Houston when he led uh, in, in strikeouts. He led in ERA. Uh, I think he was like second in terms of innings. His ERA plus was like 195 or something ridiculous like that. So he should have won a Cy Young then. Who knows? Maybe this is finally the year. As um, and and right now it's like whoever is healthy, you're almost riding them more than usual. And with Garrett Cole being the ace of the staff, this is kind of what you've come to expect or should expect from the ace of your staff. But he is. If you had a game right now to win in baseball. I don't know that you would have anybody other than, and I'm not just saying about this season because he's been fantastic this season, not the short sample size. I don't know if there's a pitcher in baseball that you would pick ahead of Garrett Cole. And um, certainly if if you had to ask most people because the Yankees have won a World Series and he was thought to be maybe that final piece when, when you signed him to that contract, I don't know if there's a pitcher in baseball that you would rather have right now than Garrett Cole. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Let's go to uh, Ron is in New City. Ron, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon, how you doing today? I'm good, Ron. What's going on, pal? Nothing. I just want to talk Rangers power play. Okay. Kane, Kane, it's funny. Sometimes you see him move it around, bang, 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 move the puck. But Kane was holding on to the puck the other night. It was so beautiful. He was just calm and confident, and it was just allowing everything to work. Um, like I said, it wasn't spectacular, you know, stuff, but it really was brilliant. And I think it comes because of the confidence, because it could have went awry. You know, sometimes you hold it too long, it's, it goes stale, but he, it was magic. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, that night was one of the, like, the, when you dream up the scenario of getting a, a Patrick Kane-type player, like the star that's won before and you're bringing him to hit your team and, and you're hoping he's going to put you over the top, the, the nights like game two, that's what, that's what you dream about. Uh, and he has, I mean, that was clearly his best game. I think uh, Gerard Gallant even said that that was his best game as a Ranger. So 
there's an adjustment period, I would think, trying to, to move to a new team after being in one place for so long and having so much success there. But, uh, I mean, the Rangers are cooking right now, and it certainly feels like Ranger fans are um, – not that they haven't been thinking it the whole time, but now they're starting to let you know that they, they kind of expect a cup this year. All right, Ron. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. They look lethal though tonight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they look sensational. They've looked sensational in the series, and, and thanks for the phone call, Ron. Um, you know, I was talking with Don, you know, I, I was trying to do my research and, and, you know, the, the devils have the, the home ice. So I, I thought that, you know, the Ranger moves that they made at the deadline and the success that they had last year and just the, the overall talent of the group, it seemed, I know the Bruins are going to be everybody's favorite until they get knocked out, but it, it seemed like the Rangers, they're making a push to go all in this year. Uh, I don't know that, you know, that's what the, the reason I asked Don the question about is the window this year or bust or, or, or is the window extended beyond that and there's decisions to make. But it feels like the Rangers are all in on this year. And, and I know it's only two games, but, man, couldn't have two games go better. I mean, could you have two games go better than they've gone for the Rangers so far? I don't think so. Richard is in Manhattan. Richard next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Gordon, in analyzing this Knicks series so far, to me, you know what the biggest shock is? how much Thibodeau is relying on his bench. Do you realize that the four bench players, Hart, Quickly, Hartenstein, and Toppin, they averaged 21 minutes during the game for the game. That's 84 minutes they played in total. He's playing his starters less now than he played during the regular season. You would think he'd squeeze it more, you know, with the starters in the playoffs. He would be less trusting of his bench players. It's amazing, and it's showing that the Nick bench is much better than the Cleveland bench. Oh, no, it's is, not even close. Well, But you now, knew that going in. Well, you knew it because we didn't make the trade for Donovan Mitchell because right. we would have lost Robinson, we would have lost Quigley, and we would have lost Barrett. So if we made that trade, all our advantage with those kind of players, plus draft choices in the future, so we wouldn't have had Hart, that's four players we wouldn't have had. So just think of that, that the Knicks did the right thing. Because this, this series should vindicate the Knicks, if, uh, obviously, if they win it. Yes. But even if it goes seven, that they did the right decision by not – and all I heard up until maybe three, four weeks ago, you have to make that move to get a superstar. It's a league of superstars. I don't know if Donovan Mitchell's a superstar. I mean, he's certainly not that. Durant. Yeah, I mean, he's you a, have to draw a line of what is a superstar. Is a superstar well, Durant, Durant. a top five player, a top ten player? What is top, a superstar? No, top seven. Top seven. Top seven. Okay. And I very don't specific. think he's top seven. Uh, I you would know? not think so. He's very good. If he's very not good. a superstar, he's, a he's very close. But when you're saying is he better than four other players? No. Who are in the re- rotation? And I'm just, just, I'm not talking about four players. I'm talking hard, quickly. Barrett and uh, and uh, Robinson. That's what it would have That's what it would turned out to have been. How could that have been a good move? And now Thibodeau is justifying because he's using all these guys off the bench. That's what's making the Knicks win this. I'm surprised. The four, the Knicks five starters last night averaged only 29, 30 minutes. That's it. Cleveland wow, it was such a it was such a blow. I mean, it was such a blowout. Minutes. Yeah, I mean, it was such a blowout last night. I don't know that that game, and, and Richard, thanks for the phone call, I don't know that that game is, is, is indicative of, um, you know, what the series is going to look like uh, moving forward. But the fact that, you know, you're up by, uh, you know, 15 points, that's a chance to, to kind of, 
to maybe rest some guys a little bit. You know, I mean, Brunson still played close to 40. Randall still played almost 35. So um, I think that that I would not draw too many conclusions off of just simply that game. But yeah, no, the Nick bench is 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 clearly if they're going to win this series, that bench is has got to step up. And and last night they did quickly was even though quickly only finished I think with 11 points, he was clearly far better than he was in the first two games. Um, Hart, even though the injury, he he looked pretty good uh, after game two where he was clearly struggling and way less than 100% there. The question moving forward to me is uh, more about the starting unit and what's Grimes' availability. Is he going to be able to play in game four? And and if he is, you know, what can you get from him on the defense? Because really at this point, you can't really, it doesn't seem like expect much offensively out of him because he's got the task of, of generally guarding Mitchell. And he's not at a stage right now where you're going to get the great defensive performance and the offensive performance. And and then the other one is, is there any carryover at all from R.J. Barrett last night? You're hoping that that's him now establishing himself. And now he's going to have, you can kind of predict what you're going to get. I don't know that I'm ready to jump on that bandwagon just yet. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. More your Nick calls as we'll also recap the Yankee win, get some Mets stuff too. Oh, so much to do as we take you up till 7 o'clock. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. For tomorrow, we'll have some carryover if you're the Knicks. Be it in the performance of R.J. Barrett, be it in the performance of the defense, and, and be it in the performance of the, the Cavaliers. It was almost like the Cavaliers... I don't know the right way to say this, but it was like almost the Cavaliers bad was worse than the Knicks good was good. It just felt like that they were just so off in that game and never really got adjusted. It was, it was an embarrassing performance. I don't know what, what else to say. They were overwhelmed by the environment. They got swallowed up. They, they choked in the big city. And they're a team that's done a lot of talking in the series. Uh, but their actions in, in game three spoke a whole lot louder than the words. So, uh, all right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Richard is in Brooklyn. Richard, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Yes, how we doing? How we doing? I'm good, Richard. Defense. How are you? You sound like you're doing good. Listen, defense wins games, right? Mm, yes. um, the, the the decisions that management has made, not trading players, right? Not going in and giving up, you know, these players and, and, and keeping what we have and developing them. The trade for Hart is going to show uh, a, a more more prevalence now because of uh, – Quentin Grimes, uh, who we have for Mitchell, the next man up, right? Yeah, we're going to throw a heart on him, right? Um, thank God for the trades that we didn't make, right? Um, Brunson, they need to – he had more dance moves than Michael Jackson. Brunson gets the job done. Um, not Kyrie Irving, box office, da-da-da, right? Brunson gets the job done playing on the greatest NBA players. If you want to play and play the best, play at Madison Square Garden, right? Um, you know, that, that's indicative of, of a Knicks team. They, you know, that's the way the New York Knicks 
win championships playing the way they play. And let's don't take any credit. Like, you know, give them all the credit. They, the defense, the defense they played with yesterday, let, let, let's applaud that, right? You know, they, they, they played defense. They did. I, I got you, Richard. Now, I hear you, and thanks for the phone call. I, I wouldn't get too carried away with this is the way the Knicks win champion. I mean, it's not, it's not like there's been a long list of those any time in the last uh, four decades. So uh, it was a great performance. Brunson stepped up, and uh, that's what you were hoping for when you signed him, right? Last year in the playoffs, all of a sudden, he was the one of the breakout stars of the playoffs last year. Knicks sign him and all the... Well, not all of it, but a lot of it was, wow, the Knicks overpaid. This, he's not going to be as, this good for the Knicks. So typical Knicks move, overpaying for a guy, and he has been worth every penny. And then some was worth every penny last night, performed, as uh, Alan Hahn said on the, uh, the postgame, was in his bag last night, right, with all the different moves. I get it. And, and, and the moves that um, Leon Rose made this year between Brunson and Hart have been fantastic. The only thing, you know... It will be decided by how this series goes, unfortunately, whether the Knicks made the right move or the wrong move for getting Donovan Mitchell. If the Knicks win the series, ah, see, they were right not to get Mitchell. He's not a star. They didn't give up all these things. And then, of course, if they lose the series, ah, they should have got Donovan Mitchell. How often are you going to get the chance to get a guy like that? He came in and beat you. To me, the better judge, though, the this Knicks front office at some point, I don't know if it's this offseason, I don't know if it's further down in the future, will make their move for a star player. And what do you what star do you end up getting and what do you end up giving up for that person and and how does it play out, right? Does it get you to the NBA finals? Does it get you a championship? Is it is it just a little further along in terms of progress? I think that's the better way to judge it rather than um than just saying if the Knicks win it was the it was the right move, if the Knicks lose it was the wrong move. And, and who is that superstar? It, it's tough to know right now. That, that name has not be, been made available as of yet. But if it's, you know, just, just going by the list of names that have been floated out there in the past, you know, if it's Zion Williamson, I, I don't know if I'm going to feel so. I might be thinking, you know what, maybe we should have gotten Donovan Mitchell even if we had to give up a lot. Um, you know, it depends on who that person is going to be. I think that's the better judge of it. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go to uh, Anthony is in Harlem. Anthony, what's going on, pal? Hey, Gordon. Thank you for taking my call, buddy. Thank you. I want, I want to pay you a compliment before I get to my Nick comment, but um, I listen to you a lot. I don't call in too often, but one thing I always I really appreciate you about you, Gordon, is you tell the truth. You tell the truth, whether it's popular, whether it's along the company line. You speak the truth on a variety of issues. So yes. keep doing that. Thank you, my friend. But I want to, you know, I want to be like my boy Bob Sal, and I want to. I kept the receipts, right? And I remember because I'm a huge Knicks fan, and I remember when they signed Jalen Brunson last summer, around maybe June or July, and everybody was clowning the Knicks, saying he wasn't worth 25 million dollars a year. They Absolutely. were right; he's worth more than that. He is worth probably more worth than more than that, than that in the NBA yeah. right now. If everybody survived on a series of one-year contracts, Jalen Brunson would be making more next season than he's making this season. And what, what the thing is, like, sometimes it's the right player at the right time for, for a franchise. And when you're like a team like the Knicks, who hasn't had a point guard in 20 years, this guy came in and he made the team better. Randall defers to him. No more watching Randall bang the ball on the floor and back it in. They run the offense now. And they're building something. They kept all their parts. Listen, Donovan Mitchell's a dynamic scorer. But 
Jalen Brunson made the team better. And if they could keep building and win this series, and I'll tell you something, Gordon, it's wide open. I don't care what anybody says. There's no team that you look at an NBA and go, yeah, they're winning the championship. Maybe they get to the Eastern Conference Finals, and maybe they build something. And like you just said, now New York is a destination because these guys, the league is so unpredictable. You have no idea who will make loose next year or who will be unhappy. And maybe they want to come play in the, in the Mecca. Maybe if we keep building with Jalen Brunson. Well, Anthony, thanks for the phone call. Thanks for the kind words. Uh, and, and for Leon Rose, he had a great offseason, and he needed to after last offseason, to be fair. Uh, last offseason was a disaster. Uh, bringing in Fournier, bringing in Kemba, that was, that was about as bad as it can get. And he flipped it this year. He had as good an offseason and, and, and season as well, right, because the Josh Hart thing was at the trade deadline. Well, look, we all to keep everybody on the same page so that there's no revisionist history. When the whole thing went sideways in the offseason of, of KD and Kyrie, and they didn't come here, and everybody was clowning the Knicks back then, the one fair piece of criticism that people had, and some was fair and some was unfair, the fair one was you cannot expect a superstar to come to you as a free agent and be the savior, to be the guy that's going to be, you know, fixing everything all by himself. You got to build something before they're, they'll be willing to come to you. And I think that that's what the Knicks have done. They have built something. It's, I don't think it's a finished product yet. I'm not going to get carried away and saying they're going to the NBA finals. I don't know. They might, even, they might not even win this series. I don't know. I'm enjoying it. They're far more enjoyable than they've been in a very long time. And I think the reaction of Knicks fans after a, a, a game three win kind of tells you how starved the fan base has been, right? They're, 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 they're taking over uh, Manhattan streets, celebrating a, going up 2-1 in a series when they've had nothing but disappointment and pain for the better part of two decades. So you have to give credit where credit is due. Leon Rose and the Knicks, it does seem like they are building something. And after coming into this year, that was not a foregone conclusion, right? The first year, it felt like it was very much of a fluke. You got into the playoffs and you were exposed. And then that offseason, they go out and get Kemba and they bring in Fournier. It's like, oh boy. And, and things went real sideways. So this past offseason, when they signed Jalen Brunson, there's always going to be those people out there because the Knicks have been so bad for so long that are going to clown whatever the Knicks do. But that, that move has turned out to be an absolute home run. And you're right. Forget about being overpaid. He's, he's been underpaid for, for what he's done this year. Jacob is in New Jersey. Jacob, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, how you doing? Uh, long time, first time. Uh, want to talk about the Knicks. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I'm really happy with everything uh, this season so far, obviously. But uh, last night, everybody's talking so much about, oh, we hope that uh, RJ, this is who he is now, that he's found himself. And I really feel like Cleveland like made a conscious decision to leave him open and throw doubles at Brunson and Randall all night. So I think, like, obviously he had a good performance. Like, nobody was within 12 feet of him until he touched the ball, <laughs> you know, the whole night. Uh, and I kind of think, like, that contributed to that a lot game was a huge slog fest early on and uh you know he was open he needed to be that guy and uh luckily he came through yeah look i would agree with you i uh, they probably were wanting him especially that first three they they you know were almost encouraging him to take it but 
RJ Barrett's been his worst, his own worst uh, enemy, uh, and so far this year. So there's been times where he's been wide open and he's missed those shots too. So it was not, yeah, it was yeah, not like just a simply too. thing like, of Cleveland's like defense not stepping left. up. It's like if you're not going to take that, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. <know? laughs> well, look, I, I hope but, that uh, that means that they yeah. they pay more attention to him and it frees up Randall and it frees up Brunson and it frees up quickly or you know whoever else is out on the court and it frees up those guys too. You know, maybe pay more attention to RJ Barrett. I'll sign for that right now yeah i think uh you know i'm I'm not sure if i love like the heart rj lineups i feel like they can kind of leave people at home in both those places and then uh you, know, you end up like last night like early on like randall who's trying to like force stuff even though like he had hands all over him you know and he's got like six hands on you you gotta <laughs> you know you got to put it back in Brunson's hands, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's been the story all year. You know? All right, Jacob. Yeah, well, I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, look, Randall, um, if he were a pitcher and he was getting knocked around, his 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 um, his response to that would be to throw harder, right? Like he just tries, he tries to do more, and uh, that's not always the right approach. So hopefully, he uh, does not get into the whole Randall handle thing. I think that he's largely done uh, a good job of that in the course of the season and trusting Brunson and trusting other teammates. Now, it isn't, I don't know that he necessarily trusts everybody, but you've gotten to being up two games to one in the series, and Randall has not really had a, a, a big-time performance so far. So hopefully uh, that is the case coming up in game four tomorrow. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, more of your phone calls. Knicks, we'll touch on some net stuff. We've got to get into the baseball, too. Lots to do as we take you up till 7 o'clock. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. A few years back, more than that now, like four years ago. The Nets culture. The Nets culture. You heard it everywhere. It brought KD and Kyrie to Brooklyn. They they wanted to be part of that Nets culture. And then those two guys did everything they could to destroy that Nets culture, piece by piece, brick by brick. Uh, But the Nets out of the playoffs get uh, swept away by the 76ers, 96 to 88. Uh, And and look, as I said in the open, for the Nets, the, the success was making the playoffs, being one of those top six teams, even though the team underwent a uh, you know, major change uh, at the trade deadline with KD and Kyrie. This, this group would not have finished 45 and 37 without the, 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 the other guys that are not there anymore. But at the end of the day, those trades were made. It seemed like the Nets were going to fall into the abyss, maybe into the play-in tournament. That didn't happen. They were able to hang on. They were able to get that succeed. They took on a Sixers team, and, and they were competitive um, overall, uh, I think outside of really game, and not even game one, it felt like that they were competitive until the end. But at the end of the day, Sixers far more talented. Sixers should not be getting challenged by a Nets team. And is, is it a little disappointing that they couldn't get a win at home in a game where there was no Joel Embiid? And, and maybe more important, they, they, there was a James Harden? Eh, maybe a little bit. But at the end of the day, the net season was the net season, and now the hard work begins, right? Like they are building over from scratch. They're building over from from what happened with the the whole experiment with the two superstars. But it's interesting to know now that the season's over, the cult, the Nets culture that we heard so much about, that the Nets themselves sacrificed. They were willing to throw it in the toilet as soon as they could to get rid of that culture. The Nets culture has 
return. And that's what teams that are rebuilding are always, oh, it's about that. We're, yes, we're not winning as many games as we'd like, but the culture that we are building here is second to none. Second to none. And the Nets culture has returned. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to uh, Ed is in Brooklyn. Ed, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon. Ed, what's going on, pal? Hey, I just got to go back to the Knicks a little bit. Sure. Um, you know, I, I'm always thinking, you know, Mitchell Robinson was was dynamic on the basket, right? We got to get him involved more early on because he sort of, you know, he, he gets into the game, you know, and he likes to, you know, he wants to be involved, but I think we wait too long to get him involved. That's one thing. But also, what do you think about, Tom using the bench more. We have a strong bench, but I think he just he limits himself by not using the bench. He has a lot of fresh legs sitting there, and he's not utilizing them. What do you? Well, think you mean about d- that? you mean more? You mean extending the bench, not just using the. You're not talking about Toppin and Hartenstein and 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 quickly. You're talking about what McBride? Right, extend, going more deep. You have Derrick Rose sitting there. Oh, you know, they no. had to, it was like a curtain call, you know, calling him in, you know, for a couple of minutes and we're not utilizing him. You know, we, we you know, I think that we can beat the cash. You know, they're, they're a little tired, they're a little bit beat up. And with a bunch of fresh legs, you could really give them a run for their money. You know what I mean? Well, oh, look, and, and look, the Nick bench, and I appreciate the phone call, uh, is going to be, if the Knicks are going to win the series, it's going to be because their bench is far better than the Cleveland bench. Uh, and what the, you got from the Nick bench, the fact that Hart looked as good as he did last night, quickly maybe moving things in the right direction. I don't, I don't think that this is the series for Derek Rose. I think you've seen all the Derek Rose that you are going to see. Now, if Grimes can't play, I would think the next guy up clearly would be uh, Deuce McBride. I think that there's a chance that he could see more minutes. Even if Grimes does play, maybe he's limited in some way because of the short turnaround. You might see McBride. But Tom Thibodeau loves Derrick Rose. Loves him, I'm sure, like a son. And and the only time you're going to see him is in like an environment like that where he, he, the guy hasn't played. This is not. It was not like you were saving it saving him for this moment, and now you're going to break out Derrick Rose. So uh, I think the Nick bench is what it is, and you're just hoping that those guys can can perform. Um, I liked what I saw last night. I like what I've seen from Hartenstein in the series, even in game one with that big tip back on the rebound, does the little things, had, had some offense last night. But no, the Nick bench has to be a big part of it. But I don't think that they're going to be um, – extending the bench out further. I don't think that you're going to see uh, all of a sudden Derek Rose for more minutes, or <laughs> I don't think you're going to get to see any Evan Fournier sightings. I'm not sure that that's what Tom Thibodeau has up his, you know, Tom, I was saying before, uh, during the week with Larry, it's almost like musicians, like some musicians, some bands, their, their lyrics are very cryptic, right? What does he mean by this? What does he mean by that? And head coaches are like that. With Phil Jackson, he would always play mind games with people. Tom Thibodeau does not seem like a mind game. He seems like a straightforward, you know, don't bore us, get to the chorus. He's, he's, he's a straight shooter. He is not, uh, he's not speaking in riddles, for sure. Uh, let's go out to, uh, is it VJ is on Long Island, I think? VJ, what's going yeah. on? Hey, Gordon, thanks for taking my call, man. I appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm really just calling to give some love. 
to the head coaches right now in New York. I, I'm First off, I'm going to say I am not a Brooklyn Nets fan in any possible way, but Jacques Vaughn is such a right fit for that head coaching job. But what he's been able to overcome as assistant coach and ultimately becoming a head coach and leading this team, I mean, there's not many coaches that are going to be able to trade two of the top ten players in the NBA right now and still find a way to drive some camaraderie around his team. That's one around Jacques Vaughn. He deserves it. Amazing coach. They, they didn't have a chance to series, but what a well-organized coach that is right there. On, 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 on Thibs, and I don't think Thibs gets enough credit. The Knicks offense and defense have played well. I will say yesterday, that first quarter, I mean, so many wide-open threes, the Cavs could have taken probably a 10-point lead leaving that first quarter. But outside of the, the, the team, just outside of the players outplaying the Cavs in these three games or whatever – I will tell you, Thibs is out coaching. He's out coaching the Cavs right now. He's out coaching bigger staff right now. I know guys want to talk about let's bring in Rose, let's bring in Fournier, but you know what? They didn't win forty plus games with Rose and Fournier. They just didn't. No. You got to understand what kind of coach this is. He's got <laughs> no, the era Brunson. He's got the coach. He's got the era Randall. He he deserves his accolades, man. And Thibs is a good coach. Shout out to both head coaches for both teams. Thanks for taking my call. All right, thank you, VJ, for the call. Yeah, I mean, it is funny that Nick fans, uh, to a man, uh, as soon as anything goes wrong, you know who's going to get the blame. It's going to be – it's one or one A. One is Randall and one A is the coach. Uh, and maybe it's because I guess maybe his, his, his past stops, there are things that are frustrating at times. But, yeah, it doesn't – it's surprising. For a guy who's won coach of the year once – and has had the season this year of 47 wins, and, and it seems like the team is putting things together and now leads the series 2-1, they are not, they are not ride and die with Tom Thibodeau. Like, if, if, if anything goes wrong in this series, you know who's the first guy that's going to be overboard in terms of a, a lot of Nick fans. And then in terms of Jacques Vaughn, absolutely. How can you not pull for a guy like that, right? To, to finally get his chance after all that's gone on there. He did a very nice job of getting the team in the playoffs. And you hope now that he's going to get a chance to really establish something there, build something, be part of the solution, help them find their next foundation as they uh, build as an organization. And hopefully this time they don't just toss that guy overboard like they did uh, with Kenny Atkinson when the two superstars come on board. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.